Do you think I have an ego? Everybody has an ego, Charlie. Everybody has an ego. Having an ego and being a prick are two different things. Um, so, yes, you have an ego. It's the answer I would give you, and you're not a prick. If you're an online coach who's looking to grow the business and you're struggling with limiting beliefs, this is going to be a very inspirational conversation with myself and Alistair Hart, who's a multiple gym owner from Ireland. We work with multiple trainers from Ireland. I'd say respectfully, one of the things I see that is a problem, and also from the UK generally, and like I said, ex-British, is uh, limiting beliefs. So, Alistair, what's your experience with seeing that in Ireland specifically? <coughs> People are massively, massively, massively concerned and held back with what other people will think, you know, what they'll think about their idea. Um, they're massively concerned if they try something that fails that, you know, somebody will have something negative to say, like, ha, huh, yeah, who did he think he was anyway? That wasn't going to work. Um, but it's it's crazy the amount of talent I would say talented people that are held back by um, held back by these limiting beliefs, and they life will pass them by, you know. And if they don't do something about these limiting beliefs, they're going to get to a point where it's literally too late. I mean, we see it, and you've seen it in the UK, Charlie. Hence why you left. I was that guy, though. Yeah, but you, yeah, you were. So, so like to be transparent, what you just said really hit home to me because I remember. Here's, a, here's an interesting story. So I remember at 21, I went to go work for estate agents. I thought I had failed and fucking ruined my life mm. because all my friends would come out of university, they're getting jobs in like London. And I was like, I completely fucked it. Like yeah. completely fucked it. And I genuinely thought that at that point and was like, I was like, I guess this is it. Um, so I went into that career and transparently did quite well with that to what you could do within that industry. Um, but at 26, 27, I suddenly realized that if I didn't escape and go and do my own thing if i don't do this in the next five to ten years i'm in for like life mm. like you're in a life sentence right yeah and that's why if anyone listening to this now like the sooner you take the jump and the leap mm. the quicker you can get the results and also you've you've got nothing to fucking lose at the beginning like what was i going to do in terms of leaving my full-time job as a state agent if it failed i'd go back yeah and so many people told me not to do it and that i can't do it and when i first started posting on Instagram people were saying to me like who the fuck does Charlie think he is taking photos of himself and putting them on the internet mm. and like all the shit that I'm sure you've heard in Ireland over and over again mm. and if I had listened to those people I wouldn't be where I am now and wouldn't have helped all the people I'd helped and the funniest thing is that I remember before I left the UK a couple of people who who were like they didn't say it to me directly but they said it to like behind my back to people you know when you see someone and like they know and you know and I'm like motherfucker like yeah. it's uh Success is the greatest revenge sometimes. Absolutely. And <clears throat> we seem to live our life in England and Ireland with, um, you know, th this worry about what other people think, as I said, but um, we care too much about the opinions of people that we don't even like anyway. Do, like, so the person the person that will be saying negative things about you, would you swap places with them, number one? Or would you, like, would you like to spend time with them? Would you like to go and not? No, they're a fucking dickhead. So why are, you, why are you letting them put a dog collar around your neck 
and stopping you. So <clears throat> that's one thing, right? And that's easy to say, right? But the only way that you'll fully believe that you can break through the glass ceiling is anyone in Ireland that I've ever seen that's travelled and they come back, they're completely different people, right? They're much more relaxed. They're much more chilled. They, they've, they understand way more to life, right, than the negativity that, that is every, every day, oh, this, that, miserable, heavy energy, all of that, right? And <clears throat> what I would say to anyone, and this is why Dubai has become the hub, and I would say the Middle East is going to be leading, leading the way for many years to come, in in business of all realm especially especially fit we're just be, you know speaking fitness we're speaking anything that's on an online capacity right is because when you come here anything's possible no one well, do you know what one thing i know is about dubai right in by comparison to like samarbaya so you've got you've got sun in both you've got nice cars on both you've got fit people in both right but in dubai when you see somebody driving a nice car the person in the nice car isn't looking to see who's looking at them because the person that's looking at them probably has more money. And no one gives a fuck. And no one cares, right? But you walk in to any place and everybody... Like, I can walk into the Bugatti garage on the way back and be taken deadly serious because there's a high probability that the salesman will look at me and go, there's a high probability he'd be able to buy a shit on, you know? Because I'm fucking top G. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you get me, right? So yeah. anything's possible. So the limitations that, 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 that we put on ourselves in England and Ireland is, uh, it, like, it's, it's terrible. So my advice on that, come here on a holiday, for, for God's sake, and just see it for yourself, you know? And you'll understand then why... And it's, you know what the funniest thing is? All the people that comment about, are oh, you going to Dubai? Sure, like women there, they, like you have to cover up there and all that. All, that. all the people that have this, these negative connotations and they haven't even been here. So this is actually ironic. And if, if anyone wants to hear about, we, we just did another episode on our fitness podcast called The Shredder Show to go and check it out. Um, and I didn't mention this there, but I was going to. And the reality with that is that Dubai in the Middle East has a stigma that it's controlled, you can't do what you want, there's no freedom. Dubai has more freedom than fucking anywhere else in the world. Like, mm. say, for example, we mentioned the gyms, that you can film whatever you want, no one gives a shit. Mm. Here you can, there's no taxes, there's no, like, real restrictions on anything, there's no crime. I never lock my fucking front door of my apartment. Like, no one knows where I live, fortunately. Mm. Um, like, there's, like yeah. it's like the perfect society. Whereas, like, you look at someone like Ireland, for example, or even mm. like the UK, like the house I used to live in the UK got broken into. Mm like in a really like nice area of Surrey. So mm. it's like you suddenly question like people are like, oh, um, Dubai in the Middle East is very like controlled. There's no freedom. You can't do X, Y, Z. The reality is it's complete opposite. But that's just the bullshit spin the media is telling people. Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> the, re the reason why, the reason why the media are telling you that is because the only thing you're going to pay to the government here is 5% VAT. I'm quite happy to pay that all day long on anything, right? Now, I was having a conversation with the taxi guy on the way here today, and he was from Kenya. And I love talking to these guys because they're from all over the world, and they, they love telling me about... They'll always love to talk about home, right? And I was telling him about Ireland, and I was telling him about England, and I was telling him about how theft is such a thing, and he just couldn't, he couldn't get over it, and he couldn't get over the tax side of things and all the rest of it, right? So the media are, are, are pushing... 
one narrative because obviously tax you into the ground, make you work, slave mind, all the rest of it, okay? You can come here, right, and be completely free in el every realm of freedom. Financial freedom, free to travel wherever you want, free to do whatever you want. Like, I was walking on the marina the other night, it was 11 o'clock, and this girl, she was just in a... Um, just like in a, a vest or, you know, whatever, crop top or whatever. But she'd fallen asleep on, on one of the benches. You know, it wasn't like she was, you know, going to lay down for the night, but she'd just fallen asleep and she was on her own. And Caleb looked at me and he said, is she going to be okay? I said, nobody <laughs> will touch her. She's dead safe. Like, he's floating around the marina now. He's dead safe. We, um, just to give you a case in point, talking about Range Rovers <coughs> one of the uh, a, fr a friend of mine back home I was showing an uh, advert of two, two different Range Rovers to and I said which one of these Range Rovers would you uh, which is the two that I sent you the Sport yes okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for context I had a debate at night about buying a sport, Range Rover Sport in the Velar okay so <coughs> he said oh don't buy don't buy the newer one because they're too easy to rob and I laughed. And he goes, what the fuck are you laughing at? Like, I said, it won't be robbed. And I said, the keys will be left in it. You, you, you can legit do that here. Like, yeah. No one's going to fucking take it. People no just leave the car running and just yeah, to leave the aircon. No one inside. will take it. So, <clears throat> so th that's, that, that's the freedom. That's the, that's the greatness. And that then, when, that, when you look at the psychology of that, right, and break that out, it's just like, I'm free. Well, it's less clutter in your mind, right? But it's less clutter, Charlie. But like, what it is is, it's like I'm free. I'm free to make a decision that I'm not going to be judged on, or or told I'm an idiot. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I've I've tried I've tried fifty things and they've all failed. You know, I've tried fifty four things and four of them have worked and fifty have failed. You know that kind of thing. And I don't care. I really. I'm at a stage in my life. I couldn't give a continental fuck what people think, right? But the majority do. And that's the biggest problem. But when people come here and you see it all the time, they just go, oh, I'm off. And some Irish people turn into the best salesman in the whole world. Look at Chris, mm. you know? And he was completely limited by beliefs. And then when, you know, he branched out and branched out and branched out, well, then all of a sudden he unlocked, you know, a, a, an amazing skill that he has, which is now being able to, to teach and to coach people out of cell and so on. And, 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 you know, and that's that. But it's definitely environmental, for sure. Uh, and I say the biggest effect, on, well, two biggest effects on your success in your business is mm -hmm. one, who you choose to have a partner, and second is who, where you tend to, where you choose to decide to live as an environment. Mm. Those are the two biggest factors on your success in your career out of everything. Mm. Uh, I changed both in the last two years and hedged my bets that like I knew I wanted to go to the next level and I was willing to pay the price of what it took to do that. And I think a lot of people, you have to almost like not kill the old identity of who you are, but you almost have to destroy that person to become the new greater version of you. And actually, interestingly, feel like I'm almost going through another version of that myself now of like okay if I want to try and get to eight figures a year who who do I what does Charlie look like who has a business like that how do I behave how do I train people how do I hire how do I conduct myself how do you think mm. um, which is why I think I'm almost not going through a midlife crisis but like a point of self-reflection and reviewing okay you're 34 what's why am I doing this what's next and how 
how can I stop getting in my own way mm. from getting to the next level? Because I know even for me, not even for me, but for me, I feel like I'm in my own way of probably causing problems to stop myself being more successful, if that makes sense. That's, that, that's, that's human psychology. It's just human nature. And everybody's in their own way. And if everyone got out of their own way... If everyone got out of their own way... Okay, so let's look at this, right? If you third person... Charlie, okay, and you put him here and you go, between the two of us, let's just come up with the best, uh, what would be the best version of him to get him to eight figures, okay, he needs to do this, this, this and this, but he definitely doesn't need to do that, why would he fucking do that, that you're doing, and we design that and we program it and it's, and it's AI and bang, off it goes, but emotion gets in the way and that limiting belief gets in the way and we had that conversation, you and I, two years ago on that transitional phase. Mm. And when you committed to Dubai, and it was, it changed your life. Like, it completely changed your life. And again, funnily enough, we're having a conversation again of, of what does that look like? And it doesn't mean that everything and everyone gets, you know, blown out of the water from it. Yeah, blown out of the water from it. But you you have to make changes things have to be restructured certain systems have to go new systems have to come in change is good because without it well then you'll just remain the same uh and interesting you said to me earlier that people change every seven years and i actually mm. said to you for me it feels like every two to three and i actually think it is like a two three year cycle mm. um and i think it's a big mistake a lot of people i see make is I think it's good to be content and happy and that's probably something I struggle with but I think people get too stuck on doing okay this one thing works I can do this for the next 50 years mm. the reality is the world is moving at a very quick pace so one of the reasons why a lot of people's businesses are really struggling is that they're still doing the same shit that people taught them in 2019 mm. and 2023 to 2024 is a completely different world to 2019 and then more people will understand that like okay so what's it now it's October 2023 Less 11 months ago, ChatGBT came out. The entire fucking world has been changed by this, and it's not even a year old. Mm -hmm. So what's that going to look like in 12 months' time? And that's where people need to understand that you need to be ahead of the curve. Otherwise, you're going to be like, you talk about like the wildebeest like crossing the Sahara or whatever. Mm. You're going to be one of the wildebeest that gets eaten by the lion because you're not like staying up to date with what you need to do. You also need to be not arrogant mm. Arrog but the, the egotistical so they think they know everything well, th well that's the problem we are, like our ego is our biggest problem all of the time and that's the thing that stands in our way and if you can if you can be very very aware of your how egotistical one is in what area and how much that is actually holding you back and and, and deal with that right well that that will most certainly push you on so put it this way to you Right, this this is the best way to describe this. In a in a breakup, say a guy and a girl break up, fine, they break up, and you quote Mr. Person, and that's fine. And but that girl gets put on a deserted island in a nunnery where there's no men, and it's like, yeah, we were finished, and you know that's fine, and she's out there forever, and she's never going to see another man again. And everything, all of a sudden the breakup is much more easier, right? And then <coughs> you hear that she came off the island, she came ashore, and she met some, some guy, and she's really happy. And it's just like, oh, fucking miss her. Like, no, you don't. That's your ego. You, 
and that's the problem. We get confused so much by our egos, and it's stand, and that's one of the biggest things for the, the limiting beliefs is our ego. So I think that people really need to address that and go, you know, third person yourself. What the what what where are you now? Where do you want to go? What's the world uh, looking like, and where's it going? Um, you know, as we know, I mean, like if we had a conversation four, five, six, seven years ago about LinkedIn, it would be like, you can't sell, you wouldn't sell anything on there. You know, you can get a job on there, but you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be making millions of fitness on there. And look where that's gone. We just thought you'd, and 12 months time, we don't know, but you have to be constantly open to, I was wrong, changed my mind, yeah, I'm happy with this, let's go down this route now. It's funny you say that because I'm doing things now that I didn't even know about 12 months ago. Yeah. And that just shows why you need to be open-minded. Do you think I have an ego? Everybody has an ego, Charlie. Everybody has an ego. Um, Having an ego and being arrogant with it are two different things. Having an ego and letting it um, affect your life, how you conduct yourself with other people, defines the, quote, he's egotistical. But everybody has an ego. Um... Having an ego and being a prick are two different things. Um, so yes, you have an ego, but you're as you're getting older, you're becoming more aware of it, and you're now starting to use it to your strengths. Is the answer I would give you, and you're not a prick. I say it's interesting you say that. Uh, uh, take the older thing with a pinch of salt. How would you say that you've seen me transition in that period then? Because that's an interesting comment. So <coughs> I've seen you. You're definitely more relaxed, okay? Um, you're definitely more relaxed. I think you're definitely more aware of things need to change to grow. And I think you, you're, you're a genius at pulling the trigger on systems and so on and so forth within the business. But I think you now realize that you need to pull the, the trigger a bit quicker with yourself, mm. you know, to change yourself. And if you were as quick to pull the trigger with yourself, which I think you are now by comparison to a few years back, then you'll see eight and nine figures quicker. And I think one of the things that's difficult with that for people to understand sometimes is that it's... I think there's always a thing you don't want to deal with is the thing you need to deal with, right? It's the fucking... No one wants to open the cupboard and see Yeah, you, you don't want to fucking look in the skeleton closet, no. right? Because you've... Everyone's got weird fucking emotional shit that drives them. And I think... Yeah. Um, I'm very much driven by insecurity, fear of failure, pain, like rather than like, interesting, okay, so um, I said this to you yesterday or Sunday, uh, bought a new Range Rover Velar, felt nothing. Mm. Just like, quite a nice drive, but I was like, yeah. not bothered. Like yeah. you become numb to these things after yeah. a while, and then you start to question like, why are you doing these things? But for me, it then dawned on me actually after I spoke to you about why I do it is my fulfillment comes from when people message me say how happy they are because mm. I get fulfillment from serving other people rather mm. than just like buying myself shiny shit because after you've yeah. got once you buy the car the, the dopamine hit as we talk about it's fucking worn off you got the watch yeah. the fucking dopamine hit wears yeah. off it's like yeah it's, it's 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 all of these things that were once unattainable uh, the nice the nice apartment the nice car the nice watch the blue tick all of these things when you have them it's just like yeah whatever uh, next, next, next. But there's no depth to any of that. And that's why if you revert back to the why, you need the, the depth has to be in the why to keep pulling you along. And yes, it's, uh, yes, you, like, 
you get you get fulfilled in a warm feeling inside from helping others and watching how that isn't it amazing that this kid this estate agent can actually get somebody's business off the ground and do this this and this like i'm i'm the shit so you're feeding feeding your ego in a positive way with that right okay and helping others so you're doing good for the world mm. so you're a net force for good in that regard okay but again right the more t- the more drinks of this water i take right that's constantly dropping and if that doesn't get refilled then you're going to fucking there'll be, become a point where you won't be able to help anyone but if you know that if you are aware that that's dropping and when it gets to a certain stage you go okay i need to refill that okay meaning i need some charlie time i need to work on myself what does that look like detach myself from business because you, you 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 can't go all in on business seven days a week you will be on a path to destruction i'm telling you i know balance all the rest of it is you know a lot of it is garbage but it's not okay you have to fill the cup at some point and it doesn't have to be for long but you have to do something for you that gives you that sense of Joy. the inner child feeding the inner child. And, and it's funny you say that because I actually probably first, when I first came back to Dubai after the summer, I started September, probably for three weeks nearly, I probably worked every single day straight. And then I was like, fuck this. Because it was yeah. too hot outside and I was like, I like going to the beach. And I was like, this is just shit. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as I start, like the weather got better, I started going to the beach again. It's like, all I need is like three, four hours and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like sunshine, going to sea, beach, like but it resets me. Well, exactly, and it's it's vitamin D, and it's it's mm. back to the basic things that anyone in you know that we all promote within fitness. Like we all need to remember, like we need to go back to the core principles, which is the foundation. We all speak about oh, let's change the, use a house as an analogy. Well, let's let's uh, let's change these windows and put in triple glazed windows. The foundation is crumbling and sinking. Because you're not doing the things that need to be done for you to, you know, obviously have a, a long-lasting house that you can change the windows in or you can remodel or whatever, you know. Uh, and they're the things. So having that's that's why having having a schedule, having a routine is uh, is important. But having a routine that isn't so regimental that it's like. Oh, I gotta do this. It's in, it's up to you to set the fucking thing up. Like it's, it's your schedule. Do what you it's want. your schedule. And it's. Um, the one thing I do now, much more so, is that I am more intuitive, right? So if I like, if I feel shit and I need to sleep a bit more for a couple of days, I do it. Mm. If I feel motivated, I want to get up at five five a.m. The fuck it, I do it. Yeah. Like for the last few days, I felt tired, so I got up at like six thirty seven. Mm. The previous two three weeks, I was getting up at five thirty every day. Mm. So it's like sometimes you need to listen to your body and how you feel. Like all the guilt then as well. The well, yeah, because it's like sometimes oh, fuck, I'm being lazy. I should be doing this, and it's. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I say with that is like, yes, you can have a schedule, but sometimes if you're not in the mood to do something, it's not a good idea to do it. Mm. And the best example of that I say is content, because if you're in a shitty mood, I'll give an example, right? So like Corby passed away last week. I was supposed to record a podcast, like three podcasts that day. I was like, if I'm not fucking doing this today, because like my head's not in the right space to fucking mm. deal with shit like that. Yeah. And um, you're doing yourself a disservice sometimes by forcing yourself to do things. And ultimately you listening to this need to understand it's your business and you can do whatever fuck you like. Mm. And for me, that's the beauty of working for yourself. It's like, mm. if I decide tomorrow, like, fuck it, I'm going to the Maldives four days, I could do it if I wanted to. Yeah. But to, to just going back to that, Charlie, I mean, that, that's, that's a massive, you know, that's a massive event in one's life, right? Okay. And you have to, if you don't, if you don't 
deal with the grief of that up front and at, and at the very least process it, try to process it immediately, um, it will come back tenfold. And there's two ways of living life. You can live life the hard way, you can live life the harder way. And the harder way is pushing back. I'll deal with it later, I'll deal with it later. Because it's coming, but it'll come with interest. So I think... Um one of the things that really gave me was a lot of perspective on the finiteness of life because I've been very fortunate to not experience much death in my life. And I think that was also an interesting business lesson mm. because I'm suddenly thrown in a, a position where I wake up at 5.30am, fuck, like the head of one of your businesses has just passed away. So you're like grieving that and you've got a massive fucking problem at the same time. It's like mm. someone's literally gone who's like a big piece in your business. Mm that was a very interesting dynamic that I'll probably write in a book one day about how mm. to deal with that. And for me, I think um, something I talk about a lot is that like when shit hits the fan, people are always looking to you for the solution. And that's when it's about you standing up and literally showing how fucking good you are as like a business owner operator. And like you can deal with the grieving the next day or whatever the problems mm. are, but you need to f like solve the issue because um, it's like, if you're a leader of the team, right? Like playing soccer, football, and your best player gets sent off and you're the captain. It's like everyone's looking to you like, what the fuck do we do now? Mm. It's your responsibility then to lead by example of like, this is how we're going to solve this. Exactly. Um, Jordan so Peterson actually speaks about that, about, and, and, and as he says, you need to be the strongest man at your father's funeral, mm. you know? And you can, you can take that apart in, in many different ways. But it really, it, it, it really is about identifying, okay, you know, I need to be strong here, and I am going to. I am going to deal with the grief. Um, but in in your case, in that scenario, did it? The lesson it taught you was like, Jesus, life is so short. Like, you know, and anything could happen. And why the fuck haven't I done this yet? Because if I don't, um, you know, the the one thing regret. We don't want to live mm. life with reg with regret. Um and you know, if there's something if there's something anyone wants to do, whether it's you or me or whoever else, and you're listening to this, just do it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, what about it? Like you get to get up and live another day and try something else. You know, and that really is and it should be the takeaway thing. Whether it's something that you want to get off the ground, a small business that has you know, very small turnover at the start, that could grow to something. I mean look 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 at that that, that iconic picture of Jeff Bezos with that one Mac Amazon written you know handwritten on on a thing behind him like you know. You just don't know, you know, uh, how how something will grow or whatever. But you you have to take a chance and you have to live every day like it's your last and enjoy the moments. Enjoy every bit of it. I could, leaving here right now, and this is truth, I could get into a taxi, go out onto the, uh, onto the highway out there and get blown to pieces, killed stone dead. It, it's probable. Or, you know, the probability is there that it could happen. Will it happen? I don't know. Nobody knows. So, that's uh, the reality of life. And I think when you sometimes put into perspective the problems that people stress out about in particular with business like sometimes i see some people are so unreasonable in terms of the way they conduct their business and almost themselves and other people i almost want to shake them because mm. they're like, like what the fuck is wrong with you mm. like and i think one of the most important things for people to understand as well is that I'm a big believer in karma i'm not necessarily sure about religion yet but mm. like what you put out into the world comes back so for like sure. 
if you treat others well, then you'll get treated well yourself, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Whether <clears throat> I think spirituality is something that, and I, we had this conversation the other day that I, you know, that I'm exploring at the moment as well. Um, but definitely having having a, a be, being a net force for good and knowing the difference between right and wrong and doing you know putting good out into the world will come back it will come back but don't put it out don't put out good to, and wait for and to look for it to come back just put it out just be good and doors will open mm. and it's that, that compound effect i think that combined with like the limiting beliefs being gone you can achieve anything and i think the best example of limiting beliefs being example is Roger Bannister breaking the four-minute mile. Mm. People thought you'd physically die if you ran four-minute mm -hmm. mile, like ran four, a minute under four, yeah, sorry, yeah. a mile under four minutes. But the reality is once he did it, I think within six months, 24 other people did it. Yeah. And human evolution hasn't changed in six months. It's yeah. just the perception of what's possible. Mm. And for me, that's one of the greatest things we do within our mastermind is people come in like, holy fucking shit. Like these people are selling like 3K, 5K, 10K programs and people making 80, 100, $200,000 a month. They're like, if he can fucking do it, I can do it. Mm. And that's what people need. What we need, I just one thing I need to say here, Charlie, right? Because if, if anyone is watching this, right, and they're thinking about joining the mastermind or they're in the mastermind or whatever, the only reason they're not making what your, we'll say, top earners are making, the only reason they're, they're, they're not making that is because they won't let themselves. So if you want to be a top earner there's no difference between your top earners that you've coached and and your and your low ticket people like there's no difference the only difference is yeah but i don't you know i'm too much of a nice guy to close and this that you know okay well you're gonna starve what you just said is how i feel about myself getting to the next level mm. because i i don't know why the last day or two i really thought like fuck i just feel like there's almost like some mental block sometimes of something I can't see. Mm. Maybe it's taking too much melaphanol. Um, that's maybe starting to see it. That I feel that sometimes it's like, Ed Milet talks about it in a thermostat, right? Like you, mm. you start heating up too much, you mm. cool yourself down, it's like, ooh, it's getting uncomfortable. Like mm. I'm making too much, business is getting too big, there's a lot of shit going on. Like mm. let's just calm things down. And I think that all plays into human psychology. And I think the more you can understand that I think the better and like that's why there's a lot of relevance it's like I see that myself at a higher level and I know that happened to me as well when I was in earlier stages in business which is why it's easy to guide people like one of the ways I explain it is um, clients when they like coaches when they come to us are like it's like they're in the maze right it's mm -hmm. like you're stuck in the maze with hedges and like you don't know whether you're left right or on and I'm above the maze and can tell you like straight right left and you escape yeah because once you've escaped the maze or the matrix you literally then know, okay, this is all you have to do and it becomes so clear. And that's why for me, like, I created one seven-figure fitness business, mm. then created another seven-figure fitness, seven-figure business in like seven months mm. because I've already done well, it once. Because once I knew once. how to do it. Yeah, yeah when, well, once you've done it once, it's just like, ah, well, it's easy now, mm. you know? And the thing about it is you get to the end of that maze, you or any of your, your, your people who come through the mastermind or, or, or whoever, and they go, why the fuck didn't I start sooner? <laughs> and and you know? I and that's when now when anyone ever offers me anything, which I'm like is a good idea for like coaching or mentorship for me, I'm just like send me a payment link. Like I mean, I don't I don't even care what the price is. Yeah, because if I respect the person and they've done what I want to do, yeah, 
like I'm, I'm game, like I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they can say one th- like if they say one thing to you, nothing else, it can change your entire fucking life. Mm. It's like I, I I created a program um, a couple of weeks ago for men only. For men only. Imagine saying that now in this day and age, right? Right. So men only. I want middle aged men. Um, I want a place where you know I can take these guys, coach them. Not to get six packs, but just to feel better in their head and just to have open discourse uh, that's not censored, right? And <coughs> the closing of closing of, uh, of of the calls. So I haven't closed the call in ages because I just haven't sold anything online in ages. But because I was so bought into, because I was so bought into the 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 idea and the product that I had created. I I closed two people on a voice note, you know, because certainty. Yeah, you know, and that, uh, and I was just there going, "That's mad." Well, it's not mad. It's because I fully believed in what I was saying. The energy was right, even though it was a voice note, and what I was saying was um, I actually meant what I was saying, and it's going to happen. And they fully believed what I was saying, and that was it. So the 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 point to get to with that is that if you fully believe in what you're selling, then there's no reason in the world why you shouldn't be able to sell it. And I think if you have the same conviction in yourself, the same self-belief in yourself, which comes from like stacking wins, mm. then you can achieve anything. And I, now I used to really suffer with confidence and being introverted. Now I believe I could do anything. And I almost try to like set up an environment in terms of for myself so that I believe that even like my office like fucking faces out over Dubai Marina so I've got a sick view I see like super yachts and shit go past I walk out my office I've got a two comma club award every time I come in and out and I'm like like I like to wear expensive watches oh, yeah because yeah, yeah. it's like it reminds you of who you are and what you've done so that you know like when sh- you're having a bad day like you fucking got this just keep going because yeah. no matter how good you are like Elon Musk for example like he fucking nearly went bust with Tesla and SpaceX at the same time, like literally nearly ran out of money for both mm. of them. Like no matter how successful you are, there's periods where you're really going to fucking struggle. Well, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. Mm. You know, there is going to be collateral damage in some way, shape or form. Um, and you have to be prepared for that. And there's like, life is a game and business is a game of snakes and ladders. It's player versus player. It's, it's Yeah, but it's also one to a hundred, right? Yeah. Okay. And we'll, we'll all start off we, some of us will hit a ladder early on and some of us will hit a ladder later on and some of us will hit a snake later on and we'll all go all the way back down and start again. But in the end, we'll finish the game. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's so many highs and lows and dips in, in, in business and in life that you have to think of it that way. If it was easy well, and no resistance... Like if you and I, it, went, wouldn't, it wouldn't be fucking worth doing then. Well, it wouldn't be worth doing because, uh, of course, it wouldn't be worth doing. It was, if there was a if there was a, a a dinner you could eat or a tablet you could take to go, uh, I'd like massive quads, please, big arms and a huge chest, and forget the gym. I'm not really pushed about that. Yeah, I just look like Chris Bumstead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta put in the effort, and then when you start to grow, it's like all the effort and the sacrifice was worth it. Same in business. I'm saying, I think that's a solid note to finish up on. Uh, how can people find out more about you, Alistair? Um, at Alistair underscore Hart on Instagram. Um, Alistair Hart on everything, really. Uh, I'll let you include that in the show notes. Anyone wants to reach out or have a chat about anything that we spoke about, happy to uh, happy to do that. Um, thanks for having me on, Charlie. 
you know, it's uh, I just like to say as well, I'm really proud of you, man. Appreciate it. You know, like as I've seen where you've come from, and I know your background, and I know how much it means to you to do your own thing yourself. And I think that that's something for people listening that everyone has a story that's driving them, whether it's coming from nothing or whether it's coming from abundance. Um, but not losing sight of where they came from and why they wanted to do it themselves, you know. And I think that that's that's still very much apparent that that's your driving force that you want to be Charlie Johnson mm. because you're Charlie Johnson and that's that. So well done. Thank you. Um, and like you said, if if I can do it, you can do it. So, uh, and on that note, if anyone wants help doing it, we have a huge mastermind event which is happening 10th and 11th of November, which is here in Dubai on the Palm. So we'll drop the link below if you want to get a ticket for that. There's going to be six guest speakers. And if you're looking to build, blow your business up next year, this is going to be one of the big things to help you with that. Um, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, which I'm sure you did, make sure you subscribe. Share your stories. If you tag me, tag Alistair, I'm sure we'll share it. Um, and if you leave us a five-star review, it would be great. And we'll see you next episode very soon. Thank you.